I love it. We gotta get the five tray. Gotta get the five tray. Okay, intro, All right, intro, right. intro. <laughs> All right. All right. So, welcome. Hello. Hey. Hi. How are you? Welcome to the Binac Podcast, where we talk music, the people that make it, and the communities that listen to it. If you have keen ears, or maybe even not so keen ears, you know that I am actually joined by a few people tonight with my regular co-host, A.D. A.D., say what's up to the folks. What's up to the folks? <laughs> and, and tonight, I'm also joined by Asia and Ron, two of the Binac team members. They do lots of things. I'm, lots of things. So not really... <laughs> Not really important what they do. They're on the team and they do lots of things. Uh, <laughs> Asia, Ron, do you want to say a quick little blurb about yourself since it's been a while since you've been on the show? All right, cool. I'll start. <laughs> 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 I got shoes to the front. What's up? Hey, um, hey, everybody. How you doing? What's popping? I'm your humble southern soul brother. Um, I am a video editor. I'm a content creator. I am the person you need to help your vision come to life. And I love music, along hey, with everything sure. else. Hey, yeah. those, are, those are true statements. What you said. <laughs> see, see, he put the he put the bass in, in his voice just to make sure, you know. Exactly. <laughs> and I don't know what you mean. Come on now, don't do me like that. <laughs> Damn. Uh, okay. I'm just hi. <laughs> I mean, I'm Asia May uh, with the dollar sign out in these streets. If you know me from the interwebs. Um, I'm everybody's favorite dirt road librarian. Uh, I be writing. I be talking shit. True statement. That's what I do. <laughs> Nobody right. lied here. Nobody lied here at all. I mean, yeah, you know, me and AD, we talk every other week. So we're just your regular hosts that be here talking about music. And so tonight, since we are joined by a wonderful wonderful, fabulous cast of folks. We are going to talk about a topic that we've been holding on to for a little bit because we wanted to get the right voices involved. And we're going to start with, is new music like even a real genre? Is, does it exist? Is it dead? Is old music really just overtaking it? Um, I like to say thoughts and I imagine it like in the rainbow from uh, Jesus and Mero because... <laughs> Niggas love to sprinkle a thoughts on something. So thoughts, mm-hmm. how do people feel about <laughs> thoughts? <laughs> you want to go first? Uh, you know what? I'll kick it off. I'll go on ahead and kick yeah. it off. Okay. So as your humble, binet creator and lover of music, I want to stand 10 toes down and say new music is like out here lit and it's living and there are people creating. And that is true. Like that is 100% true um but far and wide like as an actual constructive genre like or new music that like stands the test of time there aren't very many artists doing what they could be doing to be staples in the 2020s and beyond so, like, my heart wants to say yes, but in reality, I think the answer, like, yes, new artists are, like, thriving, but in reality, the answer is no. They aren't. And that sucks. Hmm. 
I feel like we've got to kind of look and like re-examine what we think of as thriving because if we're looking at this as like the industry then yeah like music the music industry is gonna have to crumble all the music film all that stuff is gonna have to crumble because the infrastructure is trash so it doesn't look like anybody's doing good however I know a lot of like indie musicians and stuff who are doing really well for themselves and be able to like create the music that they want to, giving their fans the merch, you know, doing the tours and the concerts and whatnot. And they're having a really good time doing what they want to do outside of that structure. Yes. So I feel like new music is thriving. It's just not easily accessible. You know what? Okay, perfect. Because I'm going to briefly stop at Bandcamp and Epic Games. Because I knew, I knew you were going to talk about that. Because that it stressed me out. <laughs> like it actually, when I read the headline, I was like broken. Um, for two reasons. Because we lo- know and love Bandcamp, and by we, I mean like us on the call and like. 20,000 other people. Right. Um, but Bandcamp is a really good resource for artists. And now there's Audio Mac, which is more like the Spotify of indie streaming, kind of. Um, really? Kind of. Like, it, it's 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 more streamy. Like, if Bandcamp is like, let me help you, you know, actually get, like, all of your physical things out there. And then they added, like, live. They added the live... Um, kind of plug in or whatever it is to their to their website where you could do live shows and stuff. If Bandcamp is that, then Audio Mac is just like making it easier to stream and find the folks. But there it's more independent based. Okay. Um oh, I'm trying that. oh and so anyways, <laughs> Bandcamp and Epic Games stressed me out because all I could imagine was Epic Games making my favorite indie artist do the shoot dance or something terrible and awful. Or I just, the mashup, because you know Epic Games makes Fortnite and then whatever else. Um, And so I just got really scared at what that could be. But I also was talking to a couple of different people in my Discord Discord servers. And it could be a good thing. But it still stressed me out because... Whenever you take a platform like that, that's very homegrown and very indie, like sure it had its quirks, right? Like to to make a purchase, I had to be on my computer. I could not purchase on my phone. And I get that, you know, like, I mean, again, they were homegrown. They had uh, like, you know, people making their apps. And as somebody who also works on a team that makes an app, that shit's not cheap. So if you can't afford it, it's really tough to do. So yeah, it had its quirks and it was, you know, not the most convenient, but it did what it needed to do for indies. So seeing a company take it like that, like a company like Epic Games, it's really scary to think about what that's going to do to the indie artists that need, um, or that, you know, like rely on that money or whatever, if they take it and make it something ugly or whatever. Um, But I stopped there to say that Bandcamp and like indie artists, like they've been thriving there in the, in the way that, you would want to see an artist thrive. And so like back to my original point of, I see, and like Asia said, I see artists that are doing well, mm-hmm. but I don't think that the general, 
the general population would not consider that doing well. Even though I consider it doing well and you consider it doing well, Asia, everybody else just says, eh, they're doing okay. Like, you know, whatever. Well, I mean, we grew up, again, in the industry, like, watching the industry. So our idea of doing well is like, oh, okay, did you go from being nobody to Beyonce? Because (laughs) that's doing well. But that's also not realistic. Like, a lot of people are redefining their ideas of success and they're doing very well in that, in the indie sphere. It's just not mainstream. Point. Yes. <laughs> AD, you look like you have something to say. I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys, I'll let you guys cook. <laughs> I, with the, with the uh, Epic Games Bandcamp merger, the first thing that came to my mind was Ben Staples, and how mm-hmm. it really it's, it was a it's a weird tangent and train of thought. But I remember an interview he said, "I don't make I make sure my albums can be basically be a score for a soundtrack for a movie." Mm-hmm. So my first thought was, "Oh, would Epic then use these um, these artists and their music?" For license free, um, license free music for their games, so like say streamers don't get hit with DCMA. And so that's the good part of it. Like I, my brain went there after the kind of completely left, mm-hmm. which I think is a good thing. Or even just taking if they take Bandcamp and leave its existing structure alone and improve it, I'm okay. And like allow indies to still like if they don't just take it and say, oh no, we just want to take your music, like you know, oh we just want to use it in our games and like you know not give you any kickback or whatever like if they do that route i'm going to be very upset but if they really see this as an opportunity for like an actual mutually exclusive benefit instead of a taking thing i think it'll work out um but I, i mean i won't say that i'm not i'm definitely nervous but i mean hopefully it works out because Bandcamp is one of the few platforms that is really all about making sure indie artists can thrive in whatever environment we're in. It's lasted the test of time. Mm-hmm. And Bandcamp Friday is tomorrow, by the way. So That's a fact. Bandcamp Friday is tomorrow. So be on your computer to buy stuff because you can't buy on your phone. So don't think that you're going to download the app and buy it on your phone if you're new to Bandcamp. Just get on your computer, put your little PayPal in, and I'm, I am a Encouraging everybody to at least buy one album tomorrow from an indie. Just one. They're not even crazy price. Like normally they're just five to ten dollars. If that, honestly. If that. Yeah, that's the big camp talk. The end. About if old music is, you know, overtaking new music. I'm going to say yes. And here is why it's multi-layered. So, and I may go on a tangent and may go around old McDonald's barn and all that, but kind of follow me here, right? We got you. Mm-hmm. So we know that we we all know the horror stories of the music industry and yada yada yada, people getting raped over deals and again and going broke and all that type of stuff, right? I want to take that off the table. I want to look at it from number one of music today does not have that connection 
that it did back in the day. I think it's because a lot of the artists nowadays, I'm not saying all, but I'm going to say a very high percentage of these artists that are in the mainstream, because the mainstream, everyone goes to it, but a very high percentage look at music as a jumping off point to bigger and better things. Nothing wrong in that. However, if you are doing something like like so, you are going to become very lazy in how you craft your music, how you write, how you pick your sounds. So the soul is not so the soul is not going to be there. The pain is not going to be there. I've always felt that an artist per se has three good albums in them. They're in their debut because they've been waiting all all their life to make that album. Their second album, if they're good, builds up and shows growth. The third album, by that time, when it drops, is where I'm at. I'm done with this. I think I've told my story. I'm leaving. Okay. Right? Okay. Okay. So I can see your logic. Yeah, I'm seeing it. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, I, I thought about a few examples of that. I was like, huh, huh, huh. Oh. <laughs> right? But number two, and I always remember this, it came from DJ Who Kid. They were doing the, which all DJs do, play the samples, right? Play yeah. the samples to whatever so to whatever song that's cut that's out right now and play and play it right. He was having a conversation with his co-host and he said, "Can you look at Billboard's charts or whatever charts today, and then look at it and name a song from it about a year ago, off the top of your head? Could you do that, right?" And he was being he was being he joking about it, but when he what, but when they brought it up, they said, no, let's roll with this, right? They said, what was this, what song was number one in, in blah, 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 right? And they're like, name, you know, of course, they said Drake, right? And they said, Drake was on the chart, but can you name the song? Can't name the song. So it comes, so it comes down to this is, I think, at least number two, is that the music is being which is a good thing and a bad thing, but it's being produced at such a high level Definitely. that you can't you can't get a grasp of it, and, and it it hurts. It hurts the art. It hurts the art. The art. It hurts the artist because literally, if one, if you're saying okay, there may be like three, or maybe you may find one one that's in that. You know that you're like, hey, I wasn't checking for this one. But this is good, right? But now, fifty albums or projects or EPs or four packs or whatever are coming out that you're like, this, I can't get to all, all them. So when you find them, it's going to be years down the line. So that's why I say older music is dominating because there is a lack of feeling, but also when those projects dropped, you could tell the quality was put into them you know production songwriting even if it was not the strongest you could say all right that's still a damn good song but and to so this is it's tough because like i agree again like i started 
out saying that I think that there are artists that thrive nowadays. Like there are definitely artists that are doing well. Um, but the article that we um, kind of got this idea from that we'll link is or says that new music is considered music that's about 12 to 18 months old. So, and that it go, yeah, that goes to, to AD's point that technically a new song is like the song that spans like a year and some change. Um, and so according to that definition, everything before it is like older music. And there's a part of it where he goes into like, you know, being in like public places where people are listening to like 80s, like 70s, 80s. And, you know, like that's the place where they're kind of sticking. So instead of hearing like some new popular thing in a restaurant or a coffee shop or whatever, they're hearing some old stuff. Um, but also it made me think there's like a meme that's on the Internet right now where it's like we're playing the hits from the 70s, 80s and today. And so... <laughs> There's the, the rest of the meme is like, well, this is today and today is from 20, like the 20, like the OOs to 2020, which is also two decades. So like, and then going into the third. So what, you know, what is or isn't today or like what's new and what's like, it's a weird gray area. But to AD's point, there aren't very many artists that make music that sticks. Like even you were talking about Drake. Um, Drake makes music and makes I put hits in like air quotes but um I can't tell you what like like you said what song did Drake come out last year that was popping I don't know like I think of um what's the one that has the big Freedia sample um nice oh, for what yeah nice for what. what but that wasn't last year that was like three fucking years ago that was 2019 okay so here's my point on that uh <laughs> Because I think it has more to do with, like, the state of the world versus, like, the music that people are making. Because don't get me wrong. True. I do agree with you that I feel like songs of yesteryear, there are definitely, like, in the mainstream, people were making a lot better music than they are nowadays. Because I still find that quality on my indie underground people. Like, but I'm also a searcher. Talk about it. So, like, not everybody's going to do that. And I understand, like, I just don't think it's easily accessible. But I think the biggest issue with new music and old music is the fact that we've been, we're on season three of the pandemic right now. Girl. Like, and I know people, people like to ignore that, but we really are. And we're, like, as a society, anxious as shit. Like, we have way more anxiety, way more depression. And then what do you do when you're in those states? You go back to what comforts you. We know that music is good. You know, we play that all the time because we're like, I don't have to worry about whether or not this album is going to hit. I know which tracks to skip. I don't have to worry about, you know, whether it's going to fuck up my mood because I know the song. When you listen to a newer artist or new music, you're taking a risk. And it's like, damn, you really could fuck up my day with this jam. So <laughs> instead of taking a risk there, I'm going to go play this Marvin Gaye album for the 17th time. Yeah. And, and I mean, and like, that's crazy because I think that we've actually been in that fight or flight pattern for like, yeah, season three of the pandemic, but we've been there. Oh, yeah. Before. Yeah. At least. Like, we've been there for a minute. It's not just like. The halfway. World, we're not going to act like the world has just been great until the pandemic. Like, <laughs> we've been there for a minute. You know, like, millennials, we have student loans. Like, there's a lot of things. Lots of historical up, events. That we, we came up in just the, trauma, in the trauma decades. 
Exactly. And so, God damn it, if I'm 19 and I want to hear Sting, then leave me alone. That's not me personally, but leave me alone. <laughs> but I mean, you think about it, though. What was the number one watch television show of 2020? I don't know. You? The Office. I was like, you? Really? Kind of you know, what makes sense. That makes sense. Because it's, it's, it's literally, it's, it's anxiety we can control. We know that it's going to be a slow burn for Pam and Jim to get together. But we're okay with taking that journey because we know it's coming. It doesn't give us anxiety. Like, mm-hmm. we know that's going to happen. We know exactly how the show's going to end. So, yeah, mm-hmm. we'll binge watch all nine seasons for three months at a time. Because it's comforting to us <laughs> to know where the anxiety is going to come from and when it's going to leave. Very true. Yeah. We're the same way with music. And movies. Yeah. With and everything, just, uh, honestly. I got so much time on Netflix queuing. Funny. Exactly. <laughs> just to add to that, though, for a, a place like Asia said that she's a searcher. And so I identify with that, but I go through, I have phases and I'm going to write about this. Yes. I'm going to write about it. Like, As I you should. written As words. You should. Um, but like, <laughs> About how I go through my phase. So there's some days that I do want to hear comfort music. I want to hear, like, I have a birthday playlist. My birthday's coming up, y'all, by the way. Um, that I've had since I was, like, 20. So sometimes I listen to that playlist, and there are songs on there that are popular either around my birthday time or that I thought were cool around my birthday time, and so that's that playlist. So I normally listen to it around my birthday, but sometimes I listen to it just to be comfortable. Or the play, I have another playlist that's like a daily dose playlist that I just have songs that boost my mood or just get me ready for the day. So there are some days where I only hear those playlists, like things that I already know, already have curated for myself, whatever. And then days like two weeks ago, I went to my release radar because I just wanted to hear something new. So I was kind of like, eh, tired of my regular stuff. And I went and I found like 20 new songs and it felt amazing. And then I listened to Earth Gang's album and then I listened to like I like I go through my phases of being like, OK, yes, for a while I'm hearing my regular stuff. But then I, I have to have new music because by then I'm like, OK, I do want to hear like what's next up. And I do want to get that dopamine hit of, oh, my gosh, I found a really cool artist or, oh, my gosh, my favorite artist dropped something that I like or whatever. So in in those times or in those waves of seeking out new stuff, like you will find the new artist then, and you'll be like, oh yeah, like there is music in 2022 that I enjoy. Um, but for the most part, it just kind of feels like we're in that wave of comfort, comfort content, like across the board in media. And then we might do a new thing. Cause I've, I've always been that way with, TV. I do, I don't watch new TV ever, but you know. I think it also leads to the death of radio. Radio's been dead for for years. Oh yeah, right. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But radio. See, I'm from I'm I'm in Maryland right now, so I always knew that from a certain time, from a certain time, it was going to be whatever the mainstream mainstream was, right? But it was so much variety that was being played within an hour time frame that I was like, okay, I'm picking up different things. I used to just, you know, wait by a radio and do all that, right? And then we all know 8 o'clock, there may be a little bit of a showcase, you know, un, you know, 
And then mm-hmm. Saturday, Saturday's mate, you know, everyone's getting yep. to the club with it. International night. That's when you start hearing the reggae and all that type of stuff. Now, now, and let's not forget about uh, the slow jams late at night too. Mm-hmm. Right. Nowadays, we don't have that variety amongst the, amongst the radio. We don't have those influencers that can say, "Hey, listen to listen to this." One of the reasons why love him or hate him, I respect Joe Budden is because he uses that platform to show other artists that you're like, "Hey, I didn't know about right, right? I didn't, mm-hmm. I never heard Cleo Soul until until he played him on the podcast." And he was, and I was like, "Yo, let me go, let me go check the check check Cleo Soul out, right?" It's like we don't tr- we don't have those people that have that curated ear that's like really good. Like, hey, if you're on this type of vibe, you may want to check this person out, right? It's always the people that we start hearing. It's always I like to say it's the same Atlantic Interscope. Vice versa. I won't even put that on radio, honestly, because we we went past radio and we found a better way to work around it, and then niggas abandoned it, and that was the artist blogger relationship. Uh, I would say, and, and now I'm going to chime in and say, even what you're saying about Joe Budden, a lot of that is being done on a micro level, like what us four people sitting here telling you what to go seek out or whatever, but it's not big. So, I mean, Joe Budden himself has a bigger platform than us, but a lot of times those those relationships are on like a micro level. They are not 10 million people telling you to go play a song or whatever. It's like, you know, Binet tells you or the person in your Discord server or a Twitch streamer or trying to use a non-nerdy reference, but it's... Not coming to me right now, but in those places is where you would find those connections. So do they exist? Yes. Is it the radio? Absolutely not. And I will also say, too, now that I'm really thinking about it, it has a lot to do with the pandemic. Only because most of my music comes from other people. If I am not talking to other people or I'm not around other people, then I don't, like, if I'm not a searcher myself, then I don't know anything, you know? But we used to be able to, like, go out and go to an event and see somebody at a show and be like, oh, what's that? Like, you know, or, hey, what you listening to? Like, just hanging with your friends. And now there's a lot less of that. When we're talking, it's usually, like, we're venting, we're stressed, like... (laughs) Yeah. You know, like, shameless plug. That's what the the virtual listening parties are for. When you, you subscribe know. to the uh, by night member space, shameless plug. But uh, yeah, so oh, there you go. <laughs> and we love to see it. But yeah, like we music is communal. Like all media, you know, books and and films and music, all of that stuff is communal. Like we don't create that so that one person can see it and know about it forever. We create it so you can watch it together or listen to it together. You know, and people just aren't doing enough of that. I, let me let me jump in here because it may lead to something. We know smaller artists are out here making great music, right? We always hype up Jameson, right? Love that motherfucker, right? Mm-hmm. Na- name name your indie artist. We know that, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. 
Wait, are we considering Jameson indie? Well, that's what I'm saying. He is he, no he, longer he, indie. He is no longer indie. Oh, he really? was. Mm. But I don't think he's indie Technic- anymore. I'll say On indie. a technicality, yes, but technically, indie. He, technically he, he's indie because of he's not signed to a major. Okay. okay. But not, his his deal is still like doesn't I think his deal is like a No, White Room no, is is him. It's like, You're right, it's like Chance the Rapper indie. No, 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 because not Chan- Chancellor. <laughs> nah, Chancellor. No, Chance was never Chance was never an indie. But I mean like Jameson it, Jameson's a little too big to me to consider him an indie. I think like, I think he if you want that's that's what I said. Technically, he's still indie because he doesn't have those major affiliations, right? You haven't seen him on may you know, like Name your favorite R and B singer or whatever. You haven't seen him working with in that realm, right? However, his base is very big because of how he's cultivated it. And then on top of that, again, not saying, but he got a little thing on Euphoria, so you know can get a little put placement from there too. You know? Yeah, I think I wouldn't but, consider him like. Talking about him on the podcast makes me, or talking about him in general makes me recognize his growth. Because from where, when I was listening to him and where he started, definitely indie. Is he like considered indie right now? Still, no. But I remember back when. So, but yeah. what, but what, but what I was trying to get to think is, I feel that the impact of when music drops nowadays <sighs> is gone. Even for a major project, it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. You don't feel that impact. It used to shape, you know. Ooh. It it's, well, it leads to it leads to thing about do is there really truly the stars versus the superstar argument, right? And music today, but we grew up in an era that albums were twenty two ninety nine, unless you got them first week at Target. And you try to rack that, and you try to rack up as much as you can, and you pass them along to burn and do whatever, right? But you know when an album dropped, it was built up, it was, it felt that impact. Nowadays, it's like, eh, okay, it's, it's like, it's McDonald's. Well, I, I think that has a lot to do with the fact that, first of all, anybody can make music now. Yep. Anyone, yes, the ease like you, of access. You literally can. I, I can make music ever right blame now. Soldier Boy for that. But, and you, music. DeAndre. You know, <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> but like anybody can make music now, so it just feels like God. Like everybody's dropping every day, every second of the day. Somebody's having a new album, but I don't think people are really taking the time. And I won't say everybody, but I think mainstream is no longer taking the time to do rollouts for people because your 15 minutes is up so fast and like unless you're somebody like and i'll say like meg who like came in and built her very distinct base to where now she can do a rollout i wish you'd do a rollout megan if you hear me please a superstar but like she has superstar potential that's the difference yes. She has superstar potential. Now, will they let her get to superstar level is another story. Because to me, superstar means that I have a superstar team. Because you're not getting a superstar by yourself. It's not happening. 
That's a fact. I was so it's like, do I have that team that's really going to push me to that point? And I was li- I was listening to an interview with Bounty Killer on EYL, and he was talking about that in the around ninety like ninety three ninety four. He was bubbling, but he didn't. But he didn't. He he wasn't ready to pop. Around ninety five, he knew he was gone, and he needed to have the right people around him to take him to that next level. And once he did, it was boom. Now. Like you said, well, we're we're already here. We're already here. It's here. The stars, superstar argument. This, this was all started by punch. Okay, and anybody who tries to say that Joe Biden just trying clickbait and all that type of stuff, do your damn research. I all stay right? out of um, rap was, nigga business. <laughs> I was trying it, to figure out how uh, to. It, 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 it's it's blogs and, thi- and people trying to trying to make headlines and get clicks, right? But it brought up a very interesting argument of what is a star and what is a superstar today. Right? Is Meg a superstar? No, she's not. Does she have superstar potential? Yes, she is. Yes, she does. However, right now, she's on the clock. Every artist has a chance, has a time to be on the clock. Besides her mess with Tori and all that mess, she released an album. She released, she had a brand deal with Popeyes and all that. Tell me if that really moved, really shook something. No. My and thinking or using Meg as an example, and I do not want the entire conversation to be about Meg. Um, but using her as an example, is she a superstar? No. And then like Asia said, does she have superstar potential? Yes. However, Meg has a base of people that she built and that she really built. Like her base Mm -hmm. is not fake. I mean, it's only grown since she's been on the scene. So Meg has the star power to move in a way that she needs to because of what she cultivated. And I think that's one thing that is missing from a lot of people's conversations about her. Like, is she, I just hate going from zero to Beyonce, but that was the only (laughs) reference I can use. Like, is she Beyonce? No, but like, don't discount the work that she's done. I feel like a majority of the conversations about Meg are very dismissive. And it's just like, okay, well, she's not platinum. So she's kind of a peon. Like, that feels I, very. I think people, when they when they talk about Meg, they forget she's a multifaceted star. She has her hand in every, in many aspects of both media and just business. Besides the fact that she has her brand, her deal, she um, pinned her deal with Netflix. She had the she had the Popeyes collab. She has stuff with Crunchyroll. She has her music, mm-hmm. and also shout out to her graduating college. Was it last year? Last year. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a testament to how good that team is. Yes, yes, yes. And she also is a personality. To be fair, like that she is also true. is very personable. Like she but, but, is good but, at that too. But like Aisha said, is she has the stock? The stock it is going up, but it's stagnated right now. Now, I'll say, I'll say, right now. And I'll ask you, 
name superstars. Superstars. Not rel not relevant. There's a different. It's super Beyonce. No, I'm just kidding. Are, are, no, like Beyonce. Are we talking about in the last like like what's the time frame when we say superstars? Say like just so we can to Brian and out. Let's say last ten years. Last ten years. Um. That oh super superstars that came Beyonce. up. Beyonce. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We all know. Ten years, because this is 2022. So that's so been like 2012. Adele. Adele. I was gonna say Adele, but Adele Boom. started in like, but Adele uh, started like 2011. I want to say. I mean, okay, 19. well, uh, give or take a year, plus or minus. No. Adele could be. I, I could say I Adele could, would probably be the last when Adele 15. came out. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say Adele. Maybe the last. I, I was in college when Adele came out. I remember listening to Chasing Pavements in Savannah, and that was 2011. Yeah, I, I definitely <laughs> saw so we'll, that for some reason. Uh, we'll, they, they will say yeah. if it's borderline 2011, but can we say super stars? Adele would be my submission. That's yeah. your, okay, Adele. Adele. And as um, much as I don't want to use ponytail, oh, um, damn. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to use her, but we can't act like she's not a fucking superstar. Like, that girl's base is ridiculous. Mm. She got actual African Americans calling themselves Mocha Grandes. I know you're talking about. Thank you, talking about. I know. I knew exactly. As soon as you said um, ponytail, I thought yeah. of two people: either igloo or cat. But who, who the <laughs> fuck? But, yeah, who the fuck is that? Uh, I get, know her. Okay, Ariana Grande. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so is that a superstar? Okay, we. I'll be right. Okay, next. Of course, you're going to say Taylor Swift. Okay, whatever. Gross. No. I was not. <laughs> but, in the, but, in the, but in the argument of, of what we are, you have to put her in that argument. Yes. Right? Now, let's... Yes. Right? Now, if you wanted... Now, if we wanted to make it even more fine-tuned, how many superstars are in urban music? First that, of all, let me just go ahead and throw out that I hate the word urban. <laughs> but I'm just you. Hey, I'm just. But we know the I genre you're talking I about. It. <laughs> it's like just, we know what you're talking about. Yeah. So look, rap, rap and R and B, hip hop and R and B. In the last twelve years, damn, there's so there have been so many like like supernovas and sense of stars. Like they came and they left. Right, but that's what it is. It's more like a what is that? Like whatever the phenomenon Comment. is, where they like. They burn, but then they fizzle out. Like, and I'll also say, I am a person who has been very much on the down with celebrity train for quite some years now. So I don't really look for superstardom when it comes, especially when it comes to music. I'm always like, yeah. is this artist is this a sustainable artist? Like, are you going to be somebody who's going to be around a while? Like, do I see it for you? In totality. Yes. And, and a lot of people I don't. <laughs> and that's and that's and I think and this comes to my argument is a lot of people get mad when you say you're not a superstar. You're a star. You may be relevant. And if they're mad because they may be on the clock, right? Yeah. It's, but I don't even it, think I want superstars anymore. I don't uh, also fair. I just think when you say superstars when when something drops you feel the impact right you just feel the impact of that drop 
Like when I will we also like, say too, we think about superstars because everybody's always Beyonce's the last superstar that we're gonna have. Look how long it took her to get to a point where she could drop an album with no rollout. Like that was that was self titled. That was what four or five albums later. That was her fifth album. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, only, and still to this day, only a few artists can do that, and and have great numbers in today in today's. I just oh, don't think they've gotten that far yet, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, it took her five albums and a couple Destiny Child albums of this to True. be able to get mm-hmm. to that point where she stopped the world with her album drop. Like, we gave Beyonce time to build up. And I really do want to give some more people because I feel like all the people that I see with that potential, they haven't even hit like a five year mark yet. Now, who is that? Superstar potential. Superstar potential, I would say, is Frank Ocean. Because it's like I say Frank Ocean because when when Asia was talking about uh when y'all were talking about self-titled and the rollout. The first thing I thought about was Frank was blonde and how he had endless beforehand and he just had this entire situation where he dropped this he dropped this link to the site and it was just a countdown and just a blank a blank set and you're like, oh man, what's gonna happen? Like everyone was on the edge of their seat trying to figure out what was about to happen. And then you came into the set that was endless, and then the next day we got blonde dropping, like, oh, oh, it's here. And that was Something I would be like, Frank hit that level of stardom because we have been waiting what four plus years since uh, since Channel Orange, and he gave us two albums in the course of forty eight hours. I think Frank is actually a good contender for that because Frank built as well. Like it's not like he yeah. showed up out of nowhere. You know, he was with Odd Future, and then he built his own like section of where he was at. And then he got to be big and having a fan base that people were waiting for him. So I'm, I I vibe. I'm with you. I want to say Tyler, but also I'm like, maybe not. Tyler hasn't hit that. Tyler hasn't hit that mark yet. He's I had mean, those break. He has those breakouts that he's he has great crossover appeal because of stuff that he did with Cartoon Network and whatnot. So he has a. I would I would debate that with the fact that. In the sense of his entire musical career, he's been around since 2009. He's been grinding on, he's been grinding for real, for real since Bastard. If you heard Bastard, you're like, oh, this is really that was a visceral, is a good, is a good <laughs> word to use. Different there, there was a meme back in the day of like a Naruto meme of like, Tyler Creator is Gara. Like, like the moody kid with the, with the raccoon eyes and the tattoo over his head, like that real, just like, hard metal child and then come to Flower Boy and he just did a whole 180 like, oh wow. Vulnerability. Maturity. Growth. And I I can I would argue I would arguably say that Igor was his stardom moment. I can see it. I can I like that's that definitely too. the album that I saw the most diverse group of people speaking about. Yeah. Yep. That was the album that made me cry. 
are we so friends brought me to tears like hello did and you know hello brought me to tears. <laughs> hello hello but hello with erica and andre and i was like oh my god <laughs> so it was just like to this day, to this day. <laughs> now, but that, that's why i said that's why i said i don't think he's a superstar but he's right there i'll give you that he's but what right. would push him over for you like what would what would that what does his stardom look like to you because yeah because i was just gonna say why is his stardom not as valid as like a I'm trying to think of some. Well, again, we're having like, we're having like star, instance, star versus superstar. What doesn't make him a superstar to you, though? I feel like when he okay, but for a superstar to me, it's like when he jump he jumps onto other people's tracks, right? Mm-hmm. It makes an impact, right? I think I think it it makes a if we're going to say impact level, it's like there, but it's not like hmm, right? And I think this is debatable because I would like, say that because but, like, but, why... I mean, but, but can you say this? Does your, someone always says this does they pass your mama has heard of them test? Yes, yes. actually. <laughs> yeah. it, it, was, it was in a negative light but she's heard of them. They know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm saying the major. I'm saying majority. I, I, that's just that he's he's right there. He's right there. He's closer than you think, is what I'll that, say. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not. He saying, is I'm, way closer than you think. That's why I said. I'm look. If we talk I about stuff, also- he's got the Grammy thing, mm-hmm. but he's got the Grammy that should put them put him right there. But I think because of what he's done personally, is he's not for the industry games or whatnot. So he could be quote unquote that superstar but because of the things that he he's being more true to himself and being vulnerable and trying different things he's still at that i'll say a2 level so it's not a1 but it's a2 but still but it's still a damn good a1.5 i say give him another album yeah because call, call i'm sorry go ahead asia um no because i'm i'm listening to this and i'm like i think we're really looking at this from a because to me, if Tyler the Creator is not already like a quote unquote superstar, because he has black fans and white fans, like mamas know him, you know, they may not know all his stuff, but they've seen him, you mm-hmm. know, they know of him. It's like the only thing that he needs is time to be a superstar. Yeah. That's the only thing that he needs is time because yeah, you know, I can't think of anybody it, who came out the gate and we were like, yes, superstardom. Yeah. You know who I said, you know who, what? Because he he produces right, he produces a lot of his thing right. Yeah. You know what I think would put him to that next tier, and everyone be like, "Damn." I think he needs to executive produce somebody's album. He's been trying to do that actually, right? So, so that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying is maybe that would take that, you know, that just something like this, boom, and you'd be like, "This damn, damn that, that's a great album," right? Like I heard, like I heard the stuff that he did on Snow Allegra's album, and it was cool. But like, okay, you're not but giving I'm... you're not giving that production enough gas for me because I, I mean, <laughs> not that it was like the best production ever, but it was good. Like you're, I actually, you're... I you reminded me of something. He did executive produce an album. It was a soundtrack for the Grinch, the uh, one with he uh, with Cumberbatch. What? Yeah, he, he did the entire soundtrack. He like, mm-hmm. you're a mean one. 
First of all, I don't know that I've ever seen that. So that I have not. <laughs> I have not seen that, but I have the album. <laughs> I haven't but, seen the movie, but I have the album. <laughs> I don't like Cumberbatch, and for those who know me, know why. And I'm going to stand by. That's it. the um, Doctor Who nigga, right? Doctor Strange, yeah. Or I can't wait for yes. that movie. Okay. I only acknowledge Jim Carrey as the Grinch, so that's the reason why I didn't watch <laughs> it. But um, I did listen to that album because Tyler did it, and it was good. It was. So that's why I'm just I'm just saying that he, if you want to put him there, it's you know like I said it's debatable. I'm not going down a sort and say he's not, but it's like he's right up there, right? But who else? And all honestly, I'm trying to think of more like women acts that are I would consider like superstar level. And I'm not, and I'm really not trying to be disrespectful. Say I'm trying, I'm drawing a blank here. No, it's tough. It is no, but tough. you know, it's tough. I, again, I think superstar is such a weird thing because superstar, to me, it's like the way you're describing it is like somebody who has like an egot. You know, it's like they have like this checklist uh, of, of things that they have to check off. And to me, I feel like some, like you said, they passed the mama test. Mm -hmm. That's superstardom to me. But also like the time and how they come back. You uh, know, because as much as people be like, the world doesn't give Jasmine Sullivan her flowers. That's it. That's woman, it. This woman left the industry. Twice. Had us begging. Twice. <laughs> and every time she comes back, it's sold out. Sold out. Sold out. But she just does what she wants. She's not looking for all oh, that other stuff. Yeah. She does what she wants to do. And to me, that's superstar level yeah. shit. For you to be able to do yes. exactly what you want to do in this industry, make your coin and dip the way dip you want out. to. Yep. Jasmine knows. She knows. If Jasmine leaves for another ten years and come back for an album, four-year-old Asia is this is for me. I'm here. <laughs> this is for me. Listen, like, I'm I'm just in there like, boy, I need your bad as a heartbeat. <laughs> look, that's I'll play pick up your feelings again for another ten years. And that's what mm, it takes. That's what it takes. But quality, quality, cream right, cream rises to the top. And. There we go. But and and in and even in the way that you describe that, like Jasmine isn't like this super because Jasmine might not even pass the mama test. Honestly, like certain mamas might not know Jasmine, yeah. but she is able to do what she wants in the industry and still have a very hearty fan base. So Indeed. I guess what so if we have to say a definition of what is a superstar, what is a star in today's environment, what is the definition of each? I'm so going to offer... Superstar is somebody who's got the the money, <laughs> to be honest. I'm, and like, I'm, I was just going to say that I, I'm going to offer that it is not a, like, you're not going to be able to Webster's Dictionary this up. Like, or, and if you do, it's got three different definitions. It's not like... This is a superstar. The end. Conversation yeah. over. Like, yeah. it, there are yeah. layers to it because I was going to say, like, Asia brought up Jasmine Sullivan, but somebody who's closer to maybe your definition of superstar, I would assume would be like a Cardi B, like thinking of a woman who. Cardi B is a superstar. Yeah, like, yeah. who, you know. Who, she is. Like, and I would say Cardi yeah. B because, and even still, she started on like the kind of social media personality train and then did music and then. Start, but also similar to Meg does multiple like has her hands yeah. in multiple mm -hmm. pockets and at this point Cardi is chilling for the most part and when she comes back people are going to be checking for her. That's a fact. Yes. 
I think and it's definitely Car- gonna shake some shit up because yeah. they've been waiting. Yeah, and I think with Cardi, like you said, she can't. You got to know her personality. You got to, and the thing that I think really. So if we're gonna say this guy, Nikki is a superstar. But I, I was just about to say that was the obvious, yeah. also choice. That's the obvious. Yeah. But I think what made Cardi take it to another level, yeah, was <laughs> how she big up other female artists. Oh yeah, she's a and girl's girl. She's a girl's girl. That's and why I love her. She always was truthful about her shit. She's like, oh yeah, it was yeah. like I real is. I wanted to do this. I'm doing this. But yo, check out Rhapsody. That motherfucker can rap, right? Check out X, Y, and Z. That motherfucker can rap, right? I'm not at that level. But I want to show people who really are about this, and I just want to show love and respect, right? She's never been about the hate, and she'll just call you out, call everybody out on their shit. Right? That's a fact. She a Bronx girl. Mm-hmm. So... But that's why I said, besides the obvious, the Drake, the Coles, the Kendrick, or whatnot, there's there's relevance, there's relevancy. Yeah. There's, you know, but can't even say those that are relevant right now, are they going to have that longevity argument? And see, that's the thing. I'm not necessarily looking to see if you're going to be a superstar or not. I'm looking to see how long you're going to be around. Like, do yeah. I think yeah. I want to, like, listen and pay attention and give this person my money for more than three years? You know, because at this point, like, you can put out one good album and then everybody knows about that sophomore slump. If we even <laughs> get that, if we just get a bunch of singles, <clears throat> no money, like, you know, yeah, because we're beefing right now. And I'm always going to say that, like, I want more from you. We deserve black we pop do. girlies and you're not giving we us do. the thing. Well, you ain't see, you ain't see she, she about to drop. Another single? Another single? That's all you're going to get. I don't want to hear that shit. Okay, it's like with Brent Fires. Oh, okay. oh my God. Okay, let, see, me, see. let me come back off of Normani because I do understand she's been traumatized by this industry. But my yeah. thing is, leave me alone until you have something for me. <laughs> and that's alone. The, that on that. Oh. And again, that's another that is another person who star quality is there. Team is garbage. And that yes. sucks for, and yes. we hate it for her. We, we hate, hate it, for, it her. for her. We hate it for her. This is a, this is random. It's popped in my head. But would you say that in that same frame, Tanache had that same issue? Don't yep. okay. Don't start. Don't start. You know, I, listen, I, just popped my head. We're gonna we're gonna put Tanache on pause because that actually will I will go down the list. But Tanache is there as well. Tanache mm-hmm. cannot sing as well, but still very talented and has good songs. And Tanache doesn't get the thing. Great star quality. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. Black Water. <laughs> I like that. You know, I love that track that that she did with they. Damn, uh, anyway, but yes, Tanache is another one, along with uh, Normani, Normani, however you pronounce her name. Oh, everybody, everybody gets so upset about the name. Um, <laughs> but yes, um, Tina Shea. <laughs> really, Tina Shea. <laughs> the girl, the girls in the industry do deserve better. Like the girls, <sighs> like that, they deserve much better. I will say that. I think we've gotten to a point where we have agreed on a couple of superstars, but the conclusive point is that we may not see very many more of them. Um, I'm okay with that. 
Right. Yeah. I, and, and I do want to say I am okay with that. And I'm also okay with consuming music in the way, like Asia said, how, how long are you going to stick around? How, like, how can we forget her? Her is, I'm going to give you a buck with you. Her has great star quality. I don't see her being a superstar. Yeah, because if Tyler's not there, then her is definitely. Yeah, because but, but we but we put her. But you gotta put her on the list. She's on the list, but if if you can't put Tyler there, then you damn sure. I, can't I'm not gonna lie to you on the in a tier. I'll put her like B three right now. And, and, I, and like I'm not even disrespecting her. I love her music. I love her no. tone. It's just like sometimes the album is not giving what it was supposed to have given, and I'm like. Because I'm going to tell you the thing about her. Her is an industry girl. Yeah. Like, she is your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. She's that girl. Yeah. Like, all the... Because the thing is, she's an instrumentalist. She's got a beautiful voice and tone, but she's boring. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, <laughs> so, Asia, <laughs> so is that what... See, I see. I don't know if it's going to come off, off as toxic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm about to say it's gonna come off. Well, look, if, if it's toxic, I'm gonna tell you it's toxic, but I'm still gonna answer you. All right. So, <laughs> so, so, is it me or for the past couple of months? She, you know, she tried to amp up the sex appeal a little bit. You know. Oh no! Yeah, no, she's definitely look. The girls pay attention to each other, which I love because, on no offense to y'all, but like. We're not out here looking cute for niggas. Like iron sharp as iron. No, like nobody's doing that. We're doing that for. I'm doing that so that the hot girl down the block can see me and think that I'm hot and want to be friends. Like that's what that's for. Has nothing to do with men. Oh, you just just hate each other. Go ahead. Boom. I mean, I don't do that. I'm a girl's girl. So (laughs) (laughs) tomato, tomato, tomato. (laughs) You know, but like I do feel like. She's in the industry and she's friends with all these girls because you see her be hanging out with Meg. She be hanging out with Chloe, you know, all the, <laughs> the hot girls, the body popping out and stuff. And she's like, I'm not an ugly girl and I'm pretty young and I could probably pop a titty out too. Shit, I'm young. Like, we might as well. <laughs> you know, so I think that's kind of her. I think that's kind of where she's at now. And I'm excited to see her grow in like the acceptance of herself and in the ignoring of respectability politics. Like, I'm here for that. What I want for her, though, is to stop using those glasses as a personality trait, and let's move on. But that, but that's why, but that's why, that's why I asked because look, if I if I said it because I because I'm noticing that she's not yes, she's known for the glasses, and I think that's just a brand deal, right? And the hair, right? The glasses and yeah. the poofy hair. But the no, but, mm-hmm. uh, have you seen a couple for the racial ambiguity, yeah, ambiguity or whatnot? But she. Popping up that sex appeal a lot more. I haven't seen her lately, so the last time I've seen her was glasses and she's, she's hanging with the girls, and the girls are being sexy. And when you around your girls and they feeling sexy, you feeling sexy too. I know. So I'm, I'm with it. it. I'm with it. Yeah. I, I girlfriend's theme song. Yeah. Right. You know. But her, I don't know. It's like her. She's not there yet. She, she gets a song for me, and I'm like, damn, I like, like, I really like this. But I've never heard a song of her and be like, damn, this sounds trash. It's just that it bores me. I'm not gonna lie to you. The last time I heard her and was intrigued and was impressed was her feature on Shelly FKA Drum song "Lay Down" or "The Lay Down." That was beautiful. It was. That was a good song. I that's that. that's a nigga who I think has star quality, but just needs time to grow more, like Shelly? superstar quality. Yeah, Shelly. He needs time and backing because, like, it's yes. not that he's bad. It's just that. 
other on, people don't care, he's on which the is LPRN, annoying. So yeah, he's on Love Renaissance. He did. He's. I don't think he started there, but he definitely moved to Love Renaissance. No, he started. He started with another label, and he, he changed up the whole thing. Yeah, he yeah he was on Atlantic. I remember he was an Atlantic boy, and you know how Atlantic does people. No libel, no slander. Of just keeping the truth. <laughs> but yeah, he he's on there with uh, Summer. Bless her heart. Um, Black. Bless her heart. Listen, her heart. I listen. I went to college with the girl, so bless her heart. <laughs> um, bless her heart for real. I yeah. mean, the all I'm gonna say about Summer is that I just wish that she would have listened to the internet when they, because I wasn't saying nothing about her business. Told her not to get pregnant by that man. That's all I'm gonna say. No, I, <laughs> that, that, I'm also gonna say. I'm also gonna say this. She ha- she's at a crossroads right now. Yeah. She's at a crossroads. She's very talented. She's very talented with her pen. Mm-hmm. However, and we were talking about we we're talking about in the group chat, but she's got to make a decision is if she's really going to be a music star and get out there and have to deal with the people. Yep. Or if she's going to be a writer. Yep. If which is which is fine. That's a bigger bag though. It's a bit, exactly, but she has to make that decision for herself and for her mental because now it's coming to a point, or it's already started that all this mental stuff, it's just a rollout and whatnot. I don't believe so. I believe that if anything is that she wasn't prepared for how fast everything came. That's a fact. So that's already messing her up because um, and I'm not familiar with her timeline and everything, but in the span of, I want to say less than three years, she's already she had EP, she had EPs getting big, big placements, dropped a uh, a, a classic to some people. I'm um, already had a turbulent relationship, with baby daddy drama, and I'm putting out my heartbreak out album. That is a very but, fast timeline of and, how yeah. it happened, but and, true. And, and look at and look at that. So just from so I say industry years, put put like another two, two times that by two. So that's about like six years for uh, what well, could be six years and regular time is is that is a lie so yeah. for her and i know lvrn is about mental has a mental health person in house and all that but she has to make that decision for her career is if she wants to be a, a full-blown artist or a writer and i honestly think the issue comes down to she doesn't have to choose she just doesn't know how to not that's yeah and, that, and that's and that's and yeah. that's the point that's why I said she's at a crossroad right now. Because she has a lot of, she has a lot of agency over her career and like how it goes, you know, how she moves. And I just don't think that they have anybody who is help, like is there to help guide her into like, you, you can still be a star and have your privacy. You can still, you know, be, you can be in the spotlight, but also have your agency. Like, and I don't I, think there's there who, anybody who knows how to. I'm going to yeah. add one more person to the list, and then I don't want to derail, but Ari Lennox, because she's also in that similar box of yes. figuring mm-hmm. out like what she wants to do. Again, super duper talented, mm-hmm. can do it, but is having issues with the actual industry relationship of it all. Um, and privacy. Yeah, and 
and privacy and just getting all that together. So I just wanted to throw Ari Linux out there too. Cause I think, I think if, if both of those ladies would just sit down and have like a real, just sit down with Mary. Right. Oh, that's a good mentor. Right? Like it. Right. Cause Mary has gone through the struggle. She has gone through the public breakups bad. We're still, we're fi- We're still finding out about, yo, I was basically broke because of, of all the stuff going on with, with my ex-husband. Fucking and messy. Life. Right? Messy. Hey, all, all that. Right. But I think she would be a great mentor because we know she still writes and whatnot. She's still, she's that to me, that's the person that you need to say, Mary, talk to talk. We, we don't, we're not asking you, we're not asking you to do anything, but just get those gems. Sit yeah. down. Cause that, they hanging around Erica and she's not helping. I'm going to keep it with you. I don't, I don't think Summer would listen right now. Like, yeah, definitely would, not. All she, right, she would sit down. Yeah, she would sit down and like, oh yeah, sure, I'll do it out of, out of like some kind of respect. But if, if you say something that will piss her off, she's gonna get up and walk away. Yeah, Ari will listen because Ari reminds me of those girls who were raised by their grandma and just always like, raised <laughs> <like, laughs> by their grandma. They venerate their elders. They love. They're like, yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. I understand. Like, she's gonna listen, both fake and she's gonna fake listen and really like absorb what's being said. But that's who R reminds me of. Just like, also shout out to the girls who were raised by their grandmas, because you know, y'all <laughs> <really>. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just had to throw, I had to throw Ari in there briefly, just because we were talking about um, summer. But again, um, all that to say, we talked about a handful of people that are close. I think we got one or two, like we said, Adele. Oh, that's adorable. That is cute. (laughs) So So for context, AD is holding up a very cute drawing of him by his daughter. That's got to be you, right? It's got to be you. This is Abbott Elementary all over again. Who is that? Is that Stanta? (laughs) Is that him? That's you in the space durag. That's you in the space durag. Shout out to Abbott Elementary. Bring it back. Good live action black television. Yes. Surviving the network sitcom. Random shout out. Shout out to Abbott Elementary. Shout out to the grand crew. Shout out to Snowfall for my people who love crime drama. Shout out to Bel Air for being a great reboot. Doing drama properly. An actual reboot. And also for people who are hating on Carlton, remember Alfonso's Carlton, no shade to Alfonso, but 90s Carlton was a 90s sellout. This one is a 2022 sellout. Same person, different generations. You better link them. <laughs> Nods like I know what you're talking about. And also uh-huh. shout out to Betty's because they canceled season three and I'm still butthurt. But that is one of the best shows that I've seen depicting young femme LGBTQ friendships. Oh, from HBO Max? And Skater Girls. Damn. Oh, See, y'all always be putting me on TV. Y'all always Listen, be putting me on Actually, shout out to my mama. She's the one to put me on because she always she still watches like TV. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> she, she put me on the Grand Crow's like, wait a minute. This is my kind of comedy. It's dry, but not too dry. It's like it's like microwave chicken. <laughs> I love a dry comedy. <laughs> All in yeah. all, I think we just got to the point where we found 
a couple of superstars. We know some that are on the rise to look out for. But in reality, um, I think or superstardom is probably going to be a really interesting conversation in the next couple of years because I don't know that even like Gen Z, the people that are coming behind us are going to care. Like they're not, they're not going to care about longevity. Like we're talking about longevity, but Gen Z is going to be like, I listened to Ariana Grande and then I listened to BTS, like we were talking about before the show. And then I listened to, damn, I don't, I really don't even know any of these. Sure. Like, like, you know, it's just going to be, I listen and I really hate like feeling like I talk shit about Gen Z, (laughs) but like, they're not going to care. Like we're having a discussion that nobody else is going to have. Because I don't think they're going to care about superstardom, but I do think they're going to care. They're caring more about quality. Yeah. Like they're, yeah. they're definitely getting more into like the quality of their artists. Like, True. and not just in a vocal way, because I think when we think of quality for a lot of times we're like, is this a good vocal? And I know I'm guilty of that. Cause I'm a vocal girl, but like these, the way that these kids are coming up doing their own production, yeah, <laughs> like playing all these instruments, like these kids are really doing that. Yo, so. I want to shout out Deontay Hitchcock. Oh, yes, Deontay Hitchcock. Oh, yes. I, look, I to me, he has that star potential. Get that, yes. like you said, get that right team around him, but that boy can introspective. <laughs> toxic, just a lyrical. He dropped that. I did not. I listened to that EP. Yo, I don't know how you make a, a song about getting some heads sound so so fucking great. I haven't listened to him in a minute. It's, 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 it's when well, you hear it because it's it just hits you right. You fall in love with the beat, and that's by his boy too. So. I was like, well, you just hear that fish have gone, fish have gone. And you're like, oh, that's a little smooth. They got a nice little bop. And they're like, they were like, this, okay. I feel, I feel the chorus. And it's like, talk about just getting headed. They're like, okay. <laughs> hey. It's all about the delivery, which makes a, na- a song that, a nasty song sound great. <laughs> that's all I'm hey. saying. What's the, get it what? Listen. <laughs> Classic. Different conversation. We can have that. We can have that episode. I made a play. I made a play. I made a playlist of some slow jams. All and right. For, See. For, no, no. For the no. These. I tell you. I kid you not. Right. These were for the old heads. Right. And I made that that play that stuff for for my little for my little group of friends. Right. But they said, "Oh, I like I like this. Look, can I burn it?" I was like, "Are you sure? Yeah. All the songs that you have on there." Okay. What was the first song? What was the first song on there? Twisted Getaway, right? Then follow. Then follow. And you think I'm being funny? Followed up by the Isley Brothers. Tell me, I did not just set the tone. Oh God, <laughs> that's oh, Jesus God. Christ. That's a, a lot that's is a happening. It's a jump. Yeah, it's a, crazy thing. It's, a, it's a jump, but look, everyone knew like what time. I mean, what? it got the do- it got the job done. Exactly. <laughs> look, I mean, look, I'm telling you what time it is, but then look, we're gonna we could do it the slow way. 
Like mine and dying, we could go. Over I hate but look, here. I'm still oh going to do the last I, I laid the, I laid, I laid the attentions there. Just in okay? case you were confused, right? You didn't <laughs> understand what was but, going down. Those were dense. I cannot. Oh my god! Yeah, I... Look, look, it, look, and it was this, look, it was the rhythm. Everyone like, was, oh my gosh! I was like, oh, but this is a nice little beat to it. Okay, okay, like yeah, yeah, that's why I put it on there. <laughs> I can't, I can't. But I, I digress. I think that the young folks, they are doing the things, but they're going to look at this industry completely different. Oh, and yeah. I'm here mm-hmm. for it because I am down with the fall of Babylon, a.k.a. the music industry. Like Shake the tables. I, exactly. Like, I want it. The power needs to be back in the hands of the artists. It's too many old rich people moving things in the way that they want it to and it's not working for everybody it's not sustaining these artists like i want artists to get paid i want them to to feel good about the art that they're making i want them to feel good so that they can give us good art and as someone said on the internet and i think you posted asia it was like i'm tired of content i want more art yes 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 feel Give me what, and the thing is, there are people again. Be. I will always say there are indie people out there doing that shit. Like yes. they're giving us the good quality albums. They're giving us good merch. They're giving us good performances. And like, shout out to y'all. Yes, I, I pray that your mentals are a okay and that you have enough money to sustain you Amen. until the next paycheck comes through. But I mm-hmm. appreciate those people, and I truly feel like that's gonna be the conversation. Like. It's gonna go back to just who's making good music. Indeed. Agreed. A perfect place to wrap up because we'll end up talking about the potentials that we wanna see for ever in a day and night. Mm-hmm. Um first, thank you guys for joining tonight. It's always a pleasure when we are all talking about music chaos. Um <laughs> Normally we rap with new noise, but honestly, it's been long and we've talked about 92 artists. So new noise gotcha. is Conway. I was say it's not new noise is who one of the people that we've mentioned. Like there's so many people we've talked about, but Deontay Hitchcock, yes, for sure. Check out I that. probably need to go listen to him because I haven't heard Deont- him. Deontay is amazing in a minute. Yes, yeah, he, I haven't he, listened to him. He in a missed, minute, so. he missed. But listen to that Conway album. That was some deep. <laughs> introspection that yes. I did not expect, man. Conway the Machine. And what, I missed what, that. That's why I looked like that. I was like, it came no. out. It came out last week, but what I oh, loved, yes. you know what I loved about it was that each out, this thing, he has his mixtapes and his things, right? But when it's like real, like a, a real album, you can tell that he's opening up more and more to brighter sounds or giving you a different side to him. So his last project was, was a little bit more brighter sounds, but you still heard about like this pain. Now, this is just like, yo, damn, bro. <laughs> we were going through some stuff, but yo, can I just give you a hug? And I mean, oh, like, sure. like, bro, I, you got me crying. He's not wrong. It, it, that, that one. Between that and Ghetto Gods, I was like, Shout out to niggas with vulnerability. Okay, again, so we can talk about this literally in two weeks because I do want to talk more about Earth Gang and I probably will listen. I definitely am going to listen to Deontay Hitchcock. I don't know if I'll be in the mood for Conway. So. That's fine. 
look, we'll just see. listen. Look, just listen to the song "Stress." He's dropping visuals for that. Oh, but just God. listen to that one song. Okay. All right. That so we will, all have that will, that will put you like, bro. Okay. We all have homework. I take your words for it. I, I, right. I, I, right. I'm co-signing him saying that because stress was stress was to me what strong friends of ghetto guys was. That was so, like okay, again. Uh, all right. So we've got <laughs> homework. Great. Um, so that actually was new so noise. Like that's what I said. Hold it. Oh, we've got <laughs> I'll make you cry. I'll make you be in a quarter. I don't want to cry. My birthday's coming up. I want to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> and cry happy tears. Yeah, cry happy tears. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make you feel some shit. It is just always oh, fun man. getting together with the folks to talk about really interesting music conversations. So I am super appreciative. And with that, that'll just be the end of it. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on the Binac Podcast. We talk music, the people that make it, and the communities that listen to it. Click all the links in the description because I'm going to be linking some cool stuff. I'm going to be linking to everybody on the team. I'm going to be linking to Binac stuff. And yeah, be safe and have a happy National Candace Day. That is March 14th. Um, so on that day, do something good for yourself. Um, yeah, I'll see you all in two weeks. Bye.